Well, thank you, Joey, for sharing in that devotional. Um, some thoughts there. Appreciate that. And uh, also, girls, thank you for singing. I um, really love to hear them sing that song, Stand for Truth. Um, it's uh, encouraging to me as their father to hear them sing that, and I hope that they will um, continue to stand for truth as they go through life. Um, I uh, do think we need to hear that more than ever today. Um, I, and just to hear that from a child singing, it uh, does something. I think they can speak in ways that I, that I uh, would never be able to. So I don't know what you're experiencing this morning, um, how you're feeling. Uh, maybe you're scared. Uh, maybe you're fearful at the outcome of, of what's going on. Uh, will we ever be able to resume life as normal? Um, I'm sure there's a lot of questions you might have. Maybe you're just sick and tired of being quarantined. Um, if, you're like, if you're like me, um, you know, a lot of questions um, I have uh, at a time like this. And one of those questions is, what is God saying through all of this? And Joey alluded to that already. Um, what, what is, what's God trying to portray? Um, to have uh, the time in which we live, a global shakeup like we've never seen before. Um, and it's no surprise to God. He, he knew all along the events that were going to happen, the chaos that we see at places in the world. Um, and as we think about the world today and we think about the fear that we see in people, um, if you listen to the media today, you will hear, you will hear the fear that, that uh, they are promoting, it's, it seems. And uh, they, make, they can make it sound scary. And there's just not a lot of good news these days. But we don't have to listen uh, to the media. We can um, turn, turn off the media these days because um, it can be discouraging. Uh, I'm not saying to remain oblivious to what's going on, but um, don't let the media bring fear into your life. Um, you know, we, we, we see all the politics that can um, take place at a time like this and all the, the theories, conspiracy theories, whatever, that can come out, whether they're true or not. Uh, we also think about all the jobs that are lost, the unemployment claims, the, uh, all the, the financial ruin and businesses that, can, that, are, that are closing and can, can collapse over a time like this. But one thing we do know for sure is that this is God's plan. God, plan, God has a plan in all this, and it is not out of his control. We do know that for sure. And the more I focus on that, the less I do fear, the less I fear the future. The more I focus on the fact that God is in control, the less I fear the future. That word fear, um, fear is faith in the enemy. That is a quote that I heard recently, and it stuck with me, and I'll never forget it. Fear is faith in the enemy. Now, fear is normal at times. We all understand that. We, we can't deny fear. We can't deny that. Um, but to cower in fear is what Satan wants. That's what Satan wants. That's his agenda for us to um, cower in fear and to dwell on all the bad things that are coming at us every day. That's, that's what he wants. And we, we, must not, we must not let that happen. Um, I will say it is kind of scary to see the things that are happening, the businesses being forced to close 
orders to stay at home and now forced to wear a mask in public places. We've never seen times like this before. Um, but different people that I talk to, different people um, from the world, they s say that they believe that God is trying to say something in this. Uh, just recently, I was at, at the bank. This was before um, the businesses were, this was the day after businesses were forced to close and the bank was still open. I could still walk into the bank. And uh, different, anyway, I walked in there and uh, I could just see the fear on people's faces. It, it was, people were just scared, you know, what's going on here? Um, and I was talking to the manager there a little bit and she just, she said, today they're going to run out of cash. She said, um, people are, pulling all their money out, or a lot, lots of people were pulling a lot of money out, and she says, by the end of the day today, they're going to be out of money at the bank. And it was just a, kind of a dreary day, and she just, she just told me she thinks God is trying to get our attention, and, or something to that effect. And so, you know, we see people are turning out to Jesus in, this, in the time of despair. There's a lot of despair, and people are turning to Jesus, and hearts are being softened. So my message to you this morning is a message of hope. And thank you, Joey, for already mentioning hope. That is the message this morning that I want to share. Um, but before I get into the message, I have a little story to tell. My sister, Rachel, is here with a little friend. And I'm not sure how this is going to work out yet, but for a short, a little illustration. <clears throat> you can come on up here, Rachel. Got that on there, Zach? Okay. This is Rachel's little friend here that uh, she, she found, they, they found this lamb out in the pasture. This was about five weeks ago, maybe. This lamb was out in the pasture. Its mother had neglected it. And there, uh, it was weak, almost to the point of death. And the lamb was born one of, of three. It was one of, of, of triplets. And uh, we're guessing the mother didn't have enough of milk for the lamb, or um, we're not sure, not sure why. She just, just totally deserted this lamb. And uh, so Rachel's kind heart did like most young girls would do, and nurture it back to life. And uh, fed it, what did you do, feed it twice a day maybe or something, just to bring it, to help it along and bring it back to life. And... <clears throat> Um, so it was, it was during this time, about a, a few weeks ago, that the Musser family gave this lamb a name. And <clears throat> can anybody guess what that name is? If you're sitting there in your living rooms, just shout out a name. What do you think this lamb's name is? <clears throat> so the lamb is, you guessed it, not Corona, but COVID. The lamb's name is COVID. So that's what the name that they had given this name is. And this was... And this was, lamb was born right when things were kind of blowing up and this whole virus thing was coming, was, uh, coming alive or whatever. And so they, uh, they named it COVID. Now, if you're like me, you really don't care if you don't ever hear that word again. I don't care if I don't ever hear the word COVID again. So I'll try not to use it too much. But um, <clears throat> anyway, COVID has a middle name. And they also named, they gave her a middle name. And that is Hope. So her name is COVID Hope, and uh, there was hope for COVID as things were pretty dire. She was, um, life was, was, was uh, 
almost gone, you could say, and there was uh, a master that came along and rescued her and <clears throat> brought her back to, back to life. And anyway, she roams the place, as you can see. Um, she, yeah, makes herself at home around the house there, eats, uh, eats stuff out of the floor bed, and she's just a happy lamb because uh, she was rescued from death. <clears throat> so thank you, Rachel, for bringing her up. <laughs> if there's any trustees, any trustees are just are, 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 uh, are cringing right now, don't worry. Any remnants left behind from this lamb will be thoroughly cleaned. No worries. She'll be headed out. So. <laughs> thank you, Rachel. <clears throat> so COVID is what you would call a bummer lamb. I don't know if you ever heard that, that uh, phrase or not, but... Sheep, or a bummer lamb is a lamb that its mother neglects. The mother totally rejects the lamb for unknown reasons. Um, and sheep are amazing creatures. Sheep are defenseless. Sheep need a leader. And, but, a for, but unfortunately, occasionally, an ewe will give birth and totally, totally reject it for, for who knows why. And it's painful to see. Um, but, you know... I, for reasons, maybe neglect, maybe she'll neglect her because she don't have enough of milk, or maybe she's just old and tired of raising lamb. I don't know. There's different uh, ways that they can neglect them. But unless the shepherd intervenes, that lamb will die. And so the shepherd comes along and nurtures that lamb and, and uh, feeds it and saves its life. And, you know, the, 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 the thing that's interesting is, that a lot of times they say when a shepherd calls for the sheep, those lambs will be the first to come running. Those, those lambs will be the first to come running, not because they are the most loved, but because they believe and they know the shepherd. And <clears throat> the shepherd has been there for them. And that's what Jesus does as a shepherd this morning. He rescues us when we are down, when we are discouraged, things may seem hopeless. He comes along and he rescues us. And as there was hope for COVID hope, there is hope for us today. And I, uh, as my hope for, for today, for this week, is as the president announced recently that he wants to open things back up again and get us hopefully back to normal, if that is possible. Um, and, you know, that gives me hope, um, as long as our governor is thinking the same way. I'm not sure. But we have the word from our leader, from our president, that we should be getting this, this back going again. And so it gives me hope. And so, God's, and so it is that God's word gives us hope this morning as well in a time of, uh, in which we live. And that's what I want to talk about. The title of the message is, is Hope for the Christian. <clears throat> hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. And so we as Christians, we look forward to the return of Christ. It is a hope within us. It is an event in the future that we anticipate. And so you can turn with me and with your Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 3. That's a good time to lose connection. 
Okay, lost connection there for a little, but we are back on, I do believe. So you're at 2 Peter chapter 3. Um, <clears throat> this is a message that I had started about three, th- two or three months ago, and, uh, and I wanted to bring it sometime, and I just led to share it here today. Let's read 2 Peter chapter 3. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved... Be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. An account that the suffering, long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest." As they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the air of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and and forever. Amen. <clears throat> so <clears throat> This year, uh, what, what I want to bring a message this morning is a message of, of hope. And I remember as a young person reading over some of these, some of these verses here in the middle of this chapter, and it sounds, sounds kind of scary, um, but I am not bringing this to cause fear. I am saying, bringing this message to bring hope and not fear. And the title in my Bible here, it says, Hope for Growing Christians. You know, God's heart for us as Christians in these troublesome times is that we have hope in our hearts. Um, and, and so I want to I have a five, five uh, points here that I'm going to briefly go over, and then I have to close with some verses of hope. So we want to look here at the, at the first two verses. Just look at the second verse. It says, That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. So we see prophecy that was fulfilled. Um, everything about the transforming power of Jesus Christ was fulfilled in the Old Testament. 
um, Jesus was to be born of a virgin, come from the line of David, his death, resurrection, not a bone of his was to be broken. He was crucified with criminals. That was prophesied in the Old Testament. And we just came through Easter, um, a blessed time in the life of a Christian. And that was prophesied before. Jesus is ascended to heaven. He's seated at God's right hand. How do we know it all, this all happened? How do we know it's true? Well, number one, God's word is true. We believe God's word is true. We know it. We know it beyond the shadow of a doubt that God's word is true. And uh, we believe by faith. We have a faith in Jesus Christ that his word is true. And also there was eyewitness accounts that we can read from in the Gospels. Um, and, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. <clears throat> and so we see the accounts where, where, the, where the disciples and, and the people around that time seen him. He, he, was, he was there. He's real. <clears throat> And we think of Old Testament prophecy. We, there, there's, there's various books in the Old Testament that speak of, of prophecy that happened in, during the Gospels. And we think of Genesis. There's prophecy in Genesis. There's prophecy in the Psalms. And in Isaiah is, is, is lots of prophecy. I want to look briefly, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Isaiah chapter 53. <clears throat> it is loaded with prophecy that... Um, took place. It's, it's astounding, <clears throat> the prophecy that was fulfilled. Look, I'm not going to bother reading it, just want to uh, pick out a few verses here. Verses 2, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. <clears throat> so did, did, did that happen? Um, he is brought up as a root out of a dry ground. We know that Jesus was not accepted in his own country. We know that there were many that did accept him, but then there was many others that did not accept him as well. So we know that happened. Uh, moving on there, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised. Chastisement of our peace was upon him. All we like sheep have gone astray. He was oppressed. He was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as we've seen the lamb here this morning, it's a picture of Jesus bringing as a lamb to the slaughter. And that, that happened. We know that happened at Calvary. And we know from the Gospels, when we read later on in the Gospels, that this came to pass. Verse 9, he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. We know in Matthew, the rich man, uh, after Jesus was crucified, a rich man, Joseph of Arimathea, came and begged the body of Jesus. It was, so he made his grave with the rich. And so <clears throat> we know that, that the scripture was fulfilled. And then lastly in verse 12, uh, and he was it says, and he was numbered with the transgressors and he bare the sin of many. Numbered with the transgressors, referring to the time when he was, the, the event there where he was crucified between two thieves. He was numbered with the transgressors. And in Mark chapter 15, verse 28 it says, and the scripture was fulfilled where it says he was numbered with the transgressors. It's pretty clear. And so it's exciting to see these prophecies right here were prophesied many years before it actually happened. And then it happened. It happened um, in the Gospels. So 
What does all this have to do with the text that we're looking at this morning, going back to uh, 2 Peter chapter 3? What does all this have to do? Um, He wants us to keep in mind, know God's word. Understand that the prophecies that were fulfilled came to pass. You know God's word is true. And keep that in mind, the truth. You know the truth. And be rooted and grounded in God's word so you know the truth because of scoffers. And that brings us to our second point. Beware of scoffers. And that is in verse 3 through 7. Scoffers come, and they come in the lust of their flesh, saying, where is the promise of his coming? That's what a scoffer does. Notice, first of all, they're scoffing at the truth. Secondly, they're walking in their own lusts. And so what is a scoffer? A scoffer is someone who denies the truth. Uh, Whether they believe it or not, they are denying it with their mouth, the truth. And they are walking in their own lust. So can we believe someone like that who denies the truth and walks after their own lust? I believe they lose all credibility. So what are they saying? They're saying, Jesus is coming? Really? What do you mean? He hasn't come yet. It's been like this ever since the beginning of creation. Man has walked on this earth and he has never come. What do you mean he's coming? So how many of us here, uh, how many of us this morning believe that we are living in the last days? I really do believe so. Um, We look around and you see scoffers, you see greed, you see selfishness. Um, Right now, over this time, maybe people are coming together pretty good. But... You do, see, you, you, you do see the signs of the times. And in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says, This know that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. And a couple of months ago when I, was, when I was preparing this, I came across some st- statistics. And I'm not going to th- take the time to go through them all. It's just a, a few here that I came across that uh, I thought I should, could share here this morning. There was, in 2004 and 2018, there were 18 earthquakes with magnitudes of eight or more rattled subduction zones around the globe. And that's an increase of 265% over the average rate of the previous century, which saw 71 quakes. Um, Natural disasters, droughts, tsunamis, hurricanes, wildfires, earthquakes, typhoons, floods, etc., have been increasing steadily from 78 in 1970 to over 400 in the early 2000s. And from 1980 to 2009, there was an 80% increase in the growth of climate-related disasters. So we know from statistics that there has been an increase in these events. And we, we are not to fear. There is, I'm not, I don't want to stand here and be a dooms, doomsday prophet. Um, but I want to bring a message of hope for us as Christians. We don't know the end. We don't know when the end will be or when Jesus will come back. But we, see, we do see the signs of the times, and it, I think it's good for us to be reminded of that occasionally. Um, I see here in verse 7 um, that it says, The heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Um, you know, for myself, I want like never before for things to open back up and we can get back to normal life. And if that is possible, um, 
And for people to get back to work and restaurants to open up again, um, I enjoy going out to eat. <clears throat> there I said it. I do enjoy that, and I think we should, when it, when it gets going again, we should probably go out to eat and help support the restaurants who are going to be hurting from this. Um, <clears throat> but one thing we do need to remember that we live here, we work here, but, this, but it's only temporary. And as much as I don't like to say it, it says here that this, the earth is reserved for fire. Um, it's, <clears throat> and, but it's something that we need to, it's, it's what God's, God's word says, so we need to take notice to it. <clears throat> and notice there in the end, in the end of the verse, it says, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So that, I think, should inspire us to reach out to the ungodly in any way that we can. Okay, third point, the day of the Lord. Verse 10 speaks of the day of the Lord, the day when Christ will return for his church. And as we see events unfolding right now, um, I don't know how it all plays into God's timing, but I, I do believe it is paving the way for his, for his return um, in some way. You know, everything that happens on this earth is paving the way for God's return. But it seems to be a shake in the globe in a way that, never, that we've never seen before. Um, however it all plays out, I don't, I don't know. But I can guarantee you God is using this all for his timing. And it says, it will come suddenly as a thief in the night. Now, a thief comes at night. He comes at night to steal. He comes not to be seen and not to be noticed. But when Christ comes, it will be different. He will be noticed. Every single ruler, every king, every leader, governor, president that there ever was will see him and they will bow before him and they will acknowledge him as their king. The Bible says every eye will see him. <clears throat> so I want to look here at the fourth point, which is the promise. And that is stuck right in here in verses 8 and 9. It's almost like a breath of fresh air stuck right in the middle here. And in between the fire and the destruction and, and whatever else, it says, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. And it's almost like he's saying, yes, these things are coming, but don't worry. Don't worry. A thousand years is as one day to God. <clears throat> and in Psalms, it says a thousand years is as one day. It is but as a watch in the night. It is but as a watch in the night. And that should bring us comfort um, to, to us at this time in our lives right now, that this, what's happening, is just a dot on God's timeline. I mean, he, he knows, he sees, he understands everything that is going on, and, and yet he still sees the big picture, the outcome. And I can guarantee you, he has everything in his hand. <clears throat> so church, we will get through this. <clears throat> we will come back to church unless the Lord returns so then, I don't know the future. Um, I, don't, I would hope to be coming back to church in May. I don't know. Um, but I think we need to have a simple trust in the Lord. It's, it, and we need to have like a childlike faith that everything will be okay. And if, if that brings any comfort to you this morning. As I was thinking of a child, how a child trusts his father and his mother. And... <clears throat> I think about it sometime, sometimes with my children, especially the younger children. They have no worries. They, 
they are fed. They are cared for. They are watched throughout the day. <clears throat> they are taken, their needs are all supplied, and life is good. And if only we could have that same faith and trust in God that everything will be okay and we will get through this. So the fifth point I have here, the, the last point, is living in light of eternity. So we, we looked at... Uh, at uh, the prophecy that was fulfilled and why we need to understand God's word. We need to know God's word because scoffers will come and scoffers will say it's not true. And so we can say what was prophesied came to, true, came, came to pass and what's prophesied will come to pass. And so, and then we've seen the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that, the, that one day is as a thousand years to God. And, and then I just want to look here at verse 9. At the end there it says, But is long-suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, God is a God of love. He is a God of goodness, and he's also a God of justice, making all wrongs right. Um, all wrongs, all injustices that, were ever, that ever took place on this earth will be made right. God will make that right. And so, we are, we, as we see, we are living in the last days. How should we live? How should we live, as it says in verse, in, all, in verse 11, in all holy conversation and godliness? How should we live in, in conversation, in our speech? Should our speech portray, um, our speech portrays how we are living? And I think we need to live each day as if it was our last day. Because, in verse 13, it says, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. So, we're looking for a new future. Uh, we are looking for a new future wherein dwelleth righteousness. And there will not be a hint of evil in glory. Um, you don't have to, I don't have to tell you. You already know that this earth is, is full of greed and selfishness pride and fear etc and there's going to be none of that in heaven um, so I, I feel that now is the time to shine as Joey mentioned already earlier this morning we need to shine as Christians in this in this in this dark time in which we live but there is hope there is hope and I am so thankful for that this morning <clears throat> so we need to shine even if it means Wearing a mask in the store when you go out to the store tomorrow. We might be required or asked, required to do that. And so, um, attending a protest in Harrisburg tomorrow probably won't be letting our light shine, would it? As much as it goes against our grain to, to do these things, to wear a mask, to obey all these, these orders that just seem to be taking our freedoms away, um, I do think opposition to authority will send a message of war versus peace. It, it will send a message of, of uh, obtaining our rights. And, you know, I think people are much more open and receptive to Jesus at a time like this. And we need to be aware of that and continue to let our light shine for him. For, in, in verse 14, it it's, uh, says just what we need. Seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. 
So it's, it's saying for us to be diligent. Be diligent. Press on. This too shall pass. And, you know, I had to think as I was studying for this. Um, when we get to the end of our lives, um, we will look back at, over our, the span of our life and we may not even remember this event that's going on right now. It, it may not even be on our radar, 2020, the year 2020. It, it may not even be something that we specifically remember. I mean, yes, we remember it, but all the events and everything that happened over this time, it may not be on our radar. Um, but what, will we, what we will remember is the time and effort that we put into building for Jesus instead of building for ourselves. And that is something that, that we should remember. <clears throat> and he says, beware, beware in verse 17, beware lest ye also being led away with the air of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. So beware that you do not fall from your own steadfast. Be steadfast, be steadfast and continue on um, in, in the light of Jesus Christ and following his example <clears throat> and doing exactly what, he, what it is that he wants us to do. And verse 18, it says, Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So if we are growing in, in grace and we are growing in knowledge and knowledge of God's word, we read God's word, and we will get to know Jesus better. And we allow, if we allow his grace to flood our lives and... <clears throat> Allow his word to fill us. And this is a perfect time to do that at home while we are on quarantine. To continue reading God's word, getting to know him better. <clears throat> and then in the end, he will receive the glory. It says, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So let's give God the glory um, for what he has done and for the hope that, that we have in, in him, in knowing him as our Savior. <clears throat> so let's just continue um, as this, this week. Uh, just continue to trust in him, to trust in him, and he will see us through. So in conclusion, I just have a few verses here that I found on a, on a track. It's uh, called... The good news and COVID-19. That's the last time I'm going to say COVID. <clears throat> Second Timothy 1, verse 7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we know fear does not come from God. Secondly, Joshua 1, verse 9 says, Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, because God is with you wherever thou goest. That's a, that's a, a very comforting promise for us as Christians. Romans 8, 35, 38, and 39 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor things present, nor things to come, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate us from God's love. <clears throat> Fourthly, John 16, verse 33 says, In the world ye shall have tribulation. Be of good cheer. 
I have overcome the world. What a wonderful promise that is, that, that our Savior, our leader, Jesus Christ, has overcome the world. He has overcome death, and he has overcome um, Satan, and he is allowing us to live in victory. So praise God for that. Lastly, John 14, verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So that is my prayer this morning, that we can simply put our, our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and as that last verse says, let not our hearts be troubled, neither let us be afraid, and that we can put, simply put our trust in Jesus Christ to carry us through. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. <clears throat> Father in heaven, we come before you again this morning, um, thanking you for being our God, for being our Redeemer, and that you care about each one of us. You know our individual needs and the problems that we may face each and every day. Lord, I thank you that you are there for us, that you um, love us, and that you want what's best for us. And so I pray that as we go through this week, Lord, that we could just remember that you are in control, that nothing happens that is out of your, out of your hand, and Lord, we can rest in, in the promises of your word, in the hope that we have in knowing you. Lord, we thank you that you have overcome the world, that we can live in victory, living with the power of you in our lives and the Holy Spirit working within us, Lord. We thank you for that promise. And Lord, so just help us to rely on you as we go through this week. Help us to trust in you and that you would receive all the honor and the glory for the good that comes from our lives. Lord, help us to be a light. Help us to be a shining light for you and to stand in truth, Lord. Stand for truth. And so... Lord, just as we could, that we could go forth in this world and that we could shine Jesus to those around us. So, Lord, just guide us, direct us as we go throughout this day, this coming week. Just help us to live faithful lives for you in light of your return. And I just pray that you would guide us, direct us. We want to give you all the honor and the glory and the praise. In your name I pray. Amen.